of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar. Hello. And Curtis, now that the dream team is back. The dream team. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the price of gas. We're not talking about the price of gas. We are going to talk about engaging on Twitter and Instagram at scale. Me and Keithy briefly went over this lot. Well, not briefly. We talked quite a while last night about Twitter. Uh, but we're going to kind of combo it with a Twitter slash Instagram, maybe even slash Facebook uh, ninja strategy from the uh, social media king, genius, godchild, as he likes to call himself. Godchild? I feel, I, feel, I think, does, does godchild mean something different in Canada than what it means in America? I just, I just, I'm just spouting shit off the top okay. of my head, so it didn't mean anything. I could have just called you the uh, King Sheba of uh, Instagram. Would you have preferred that? Oh, <laughs> it's a queen of Sheba. Well, I know. Well, that's, but you're king, right? Sure. So. Anyway. Excuse me. So, anyways, we're going to talk about that. I figured Matt would want to talk about Instagram first because he considers himself to be the poster child of Instagram. So let's I do not consider myself first. to be the poster child of Instagram, but poster man. What I've been doing, I, so lately, I, I'd fallen off the wagon of commenting regularly on a lot of different posts on a lot of different hashtags, yeah. and then over the Thanksgiving weekend. I was still working, but I was spending a lot of time like in the car with family going to, from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, let me just start grinding my Instagram again. And mm-hmm. I did. And guess what? It's, what? Take, it's taken the fuck off. I'm no. dropping 100 to 150 comments a day on hashtags and posts relevant to me. So what I do is I look under hashtag underground metal, for instance, and I comment on 10 recent posts. Well, look, hold up. Before, before you go any further, I want to ask the question. What does taking the fuck off mean in Instagram speak for those, for those people that aren't sure what that means? I've probably grown by 10 to 15 followers a day since I started cool. doing this last thir- okay. Wednesday or Thursday. Cool. So that, and then, and then my, I've had some of my most viewed bacon spits in a long time. Right. I've had some of my most liked posts ever. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, I felt like I was stagnating on Instagram for a while and it feels like I'm taking off again. Which you're is almost at 7,000 followers. Oh no, sorry, not 7,000. Sorry. You're almost at 7,600 followers. Yes. And I'd like to hit 8,000 by the end of the year. Cool. Um, you can do it, Matt. 
Yeah, I just need to film. You stole vacant. my fucking meme. I just realized. Yeah, I haven't looked at your Instagram page in like a fucking week, and you stole my meme. Yeah. Just want to point out that one of Matt's most viewed posts on Instagram this past week was lifted directly from me in a private message. Then you tweeted it. Did I tweet it? Yeah, I think I did tweet it. Yeah. Holy crap! Look at all these likes. How many like? How many? How many likes did it get? A lot. I, it doesn't show like showed number of likes, but I'm scrolling oh, yeah, okay. down like eight eight times here, and it's quite a bit. So probably at least a hundred. I'm thinking. I'll I'll look and tell you. Um. But all this to say, yeah, so I shared that meme. And that, like, isn't even, like, that liked, actually. It's 173, but I posted a Slayer thing that almost hit 600. Uh, I posted a picture of myself poolside that got 180. One of my grandma that got 225 and is still growing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, like, it's been, you know, it's, it's been growing dramatically. Like, it's, it, these are good numbers for me. Mm-hmm. And... And the thing is, what kickstarted it? Well, I just started commenting a lot at scale. And like I said, so I look under 10 hashtags under recent, or 10 posts under, I I search the hashtag underground metal and I look at 10 posts and it's sick. You know, and I comment on 10 posts and then I look at 10 10 posts under the hashtag music marketing and I comment on 10 posts and then music industry and I comment on 10... And I just go and go and go and go. You're even you're even copying the author I'm reading right now. Holy crap, Matt. But the point I'm being reading a, I'm reading a Jim Collins book too. Okay. The point being, when you engage like that, you grow dramatically. You know, and you get more likes and you get more views. It's exactly like how the guy in your scene who you know who's the cool guy who goes to every show and has a band that a bunch of people go see because they're all his friend. It's the same thing, but on social media. Now, I want to I ask a question, uh, Mr. Bacon, uh, for people that uh, would inquiring minds who want to know. So now, how, do, how should a band start engaging at scale when they're doing the comedy thing? Because a lot of bands will take your advice of, or maybe I'm generalizing right now, from what I've observed in the past, many bands will take the advice of um, engage at scale and just proceed to drop YouTube or Bandcamp links as being their engage yeah. at scale. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's silly. What you need to be doing is you need to go, all right, I just want to make real organic comments because I'm trying to make real organic friends and real organic connections. The same way the cool guy in your scene goes to every show. So you don't, you know, everyone's annoyed by those rappers who show up in your comments and are like, yo, check out my new beats. Like, nobody has gone and checked out a new beat because of that. Or one of those artists who's like, hey, do you want cover art? You know, mm-hmm. like, nobody has ever gone and been like, oh, actually, I do want cover art. I'll give this guy $150, right? No yeah. one does that. Yeah. Well, you know, except for delusional people. Yeah. Um, You know, but what does happen is I leave a smart comment and it can be like five words, you know, just saying like, hey, good point, dude. Mm-hmm. On, on another music industry page, they, che- they, they don't get a lot of comments, so they check me out. And they're like, oh, wow, this guy has an interesting feed. I'll yep. follow him. And I get so yep. many good comments back and so many things like, oh, we love the cigar. Oh, we love you did the video on the flamingo. Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. You know, mm-hmm. these are the things that amortize at scale over time. And that's what you need to appreciate, right? It's like, it's not... Um, 
it's not a question of, oh, look, you know, it's not a question of sell, 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 sell. It's a question of engage, 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 build relationships, make friends, grow your network meaningfully. Yep. You know, um, Curtis has been doing something similar lately. Mm-hmm. Well, basically what I've been doing is... Thank you. Um, Sorry, I, kind of, I had to sneeze and... I thought, I thought you were trying to give me a... Give me no, a little, 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 little. Well, it, was, it was a little of both. I was like hoping you'd come in because I was like about to sneeze and I was like, Curtis needs to, <laughs> Curtis needs to pick up the ball. I wasn't sure if you... Like, it seemed like a weird way to pause, but anyways. No, I just so, didn't pause. So basically what I've been doing, is I, I did something similar to Matt, is on Friday I just decided as a test just to see what would happen if I tweeted like 200 times. For no reason. I don't know why. I just, it's kind of like the Frank Kern intent-based branding experiment, except I'm trying it on Twitter, where Frank says just, you know, post a lot and then uh, don't don't really uh, talk about your stuff, really. But people should organically start to check you out eventually, as long as you're doing something that provides value. So, I've, so a couple things I've been doing is I've been doing uh, the quote tweet thing where you say, you know, quote tweet this with, like, for example, your favorite <laughs> album of the last decade or quote tweet this with your favorite Iron Maiden album or, you know, doing a poll about Metallica or Motley Crue or somebody that drives engagement, right? So as a result... And I, and I just, I, I just want to point something out when you're running polls, okay? Yeah. Or sharing what you're interested in musically. There's two ways to do this, okay? You can go broad with your Metallicas and Motley Crue's and Thin Lizzy's and you'll get a lot of responses, oh, but yeah. they tend not to be as uh, personalized. Whereas, which is fine. Like if you're just trying to get attention and just trying to get on people's radar, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But something that I've been doing that's helped me get just a lot of like deeper connections. And Curtis does this too. Like, don't get me wrong, but I'm just mm -hmm. clarifying. Um, <clears throat> is I'll share to my, my Instagram story, for instance, a blues or jazz record I'm listening to. Yeah. And, you know, the connection you get out of, you know, one of eight other dudes in death metal who cares about Bill Evans is mm -hmm. going to be a lot deeper than talking to some dude about Thin Lizzy, even though that does help. But like, but there's value to both, right? There's value to broad, there's value to hyper-specific. I just yeah. want to point you that also, out. And you also want to be talking about preferably things that are trending. Like yesterday, for example, there was that stupid thing about Billie Eilish not knowing who Van Halen was Yeah, on Jimmy Kimmel. So uh, a lot of people were I don't know why, but a lot of people seem to think that was amazing that a 17-year-old didn't know who a bunch of 60-year-old band, band members were and what their songs were. But, um, you know, but a lot of people also kind of were trying to make fun of her or make fun of Van Halen. What I just kind of did is I just kind of was like, I kind of poked fun at how stupid the whole controversy was that, A, you know, Van ha nobody in Van Halen probably knows who she is. B, she's 17 fucking years old. Like, give me a break. I went and asked my own kids. I was like, do you guys know who Van Halen is? No. Do you know who Billie Eilish is? Yeah. So it's like, it's a culture thing, right? So, I mean, yes, I know she's 17. Yes, I know she's a big superstar, but I would be surprised if Eddie Van Halen knows who she is. I'd be surprised if David Lee Roth knows who she is, but you know what? It got people talking because there's lots of people that like Billie Eilish that are also into metal, believe it or not. Um, I was kind of surprised about that, but there's quite a few. And she uh, looks like some. She looks like she calls her parents by their first names. She does, doesn't she? She does. But I mean, she she she's she's somebody that apparently 
a lot of metal people recognize and they know who she is. And maybe it's because their kids listen to her. I don't know. I only found out about her due to Matt and uh, my daughter, Sierra, talking about her. Um, but, you know, you know, it's, it, it's something that gets attention. So as long as you're not being a dick about things and you're not out there trying to start fights, um, it's, you can get a lot of reach on Twitter. Like, there's yeah. always going to be people that try to start fights. Like, for example, um, I posted about a poll about Death Magnetic the other day on Twitter. And for fun, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this on Facebook and see what happens. On Facebook, for some reason, there was all sorts of goddamn arguments and people calling each other names. And it was, it was brutal. I don't know why it was, but it was just like, don't get into it if that happens. Just ignore it. Let them duke it out on their own. Don't get involved. Because you know what? Part of the good thing is every time someone comments on your post, that tweet goes up in the al- or, or post goes up in the algorithm. So more people see it. So keep that in mind at the same time. So if there's like two people arguing on your tweet or arguing on your post, ignore it. But what's going to happen is your original post is now going to be moved up in the feed because it shows that there's more engagement on that post. So keep that in mind too. So if you're looking for engagement and impressions, which is the two stats I'm really trying to go for on all my platforms right now, um, that's what you want to do is try to get things that are engaging. So you know, try to do what Matt said, where you do like the obscure thing that'll connect with certain people, but fairly well known enough that it's not too obscure and also go broad. Because here, here's the way I'm looking at it is like the more people that see my name on Twitter and the more people that see my name on Facebook or on Instagram, the more people that are going to eventually check out my, uh, uh, my profile and my profile links to both the Doer PR page and the Dumb and Dumbest podcast. So if I get more podcast listeners, that's more people that know about me and Matt and can talk about us. And like, we're not just for musicians. So anybody can listen to us. So that's kind of broad. And reversely, there's also going to be people that see my webpage and will possibly go check me out for future PR. So it's kind of like a long-term advertising strategy without advertising at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and just as an example on the going broad or narrow and like, also, you know, understanding like for Curtis and I as uh, relatively, small people in the world of music, you know, we're going for music nerds. Mm -hmm. And so one thing Curtis does really well is his year by year album polls. Which I put on hold for the past week, but yeah. Yeah. Well, cause you were experimenting with the other stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But like essentially what Curtis does is he'll be like, what was your favorite album from 1995 and list four popular albums from 1995. And it, every single time it kicks off a good little discussion. Yeah. You know, but the key, the key thing is it has to be like a known thing because I've had people say, well, that isn't the best death metal of 1993. The actual best death metal albums are like these four obscure things that no one's ever heard of. Why aren't those in the polls? And it's like, because they don't drive engagement. Sorry, Matt. No, yeah, but, but, but that's the thing. You know, and then there's ways to balance it. And, you know, because I think one of the things I explain, especially when I talk about like, sharing stuff you're listening to to your story is proving legitimacy how do you do that well oh what's that ladybug ladybug had an opinion yeah lady i I, i'm i'm uh, walking around as i'm doing this podcast and ladybug doesn't like it (laughs) um no the point being what um you know like you can establish legitimacy by doing stuff like talking about um you can establish legitimacy by doing uh-huh. stuff. 
like talking like like I do like I talk about oh I have like this deep passion and deep knowledge for high art classical music right and like I, I can talk to you about the five Russian composers for hours right because I I'm trying to prove like I am that music nerd you know um and I you know or do I laugh my ass off that no no but but that turns into something you know what I mean I make money off that posting a picture where Phil Anselmo is, is clearly like okay like clearly is my buddy you know that helps to prove like oh he is that guy you know mm -hmm. yeah. like you have to show you have the knowledge you know which is what i do showing the blues and jazz and whatever mm -hmm. and then you have to show you have the network which is what like the picture of me and phil anselmo looks like you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. these things help set you up and establish you perception is reality and the exactly. only way that people are going to start perceiving you is if you start engaging at scale. So go out there today, drop fucking 75 tweets, comment on 50 things on Instagram. Don't, here's the thing, okay? I know it sounds overwhelming, right? But, but like, think about how much time you spend on fucking Reddit or like scrolling through Facebook or whatever, you know? And I appreciate that. And I'm super guilty of both of those things. And I appreciate that those are in many ways, um, a respite from the day, you know, like I finished something, I'm going to scroll through Facebook for two minutes, mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't accomplish anything. What I need to do is I finish something, I'm pausing, I'm thinking about the next activity. I go on Instagram, I drop 10 comments, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, it's like doing 10 push ups. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. It takes you 35 seconds. Mm -hmm. And if you can find that, Twitter. and if you can get a comment uh, to a better known person, that ends up uh, being favorited on Twitter. I don't know, know if it works the same on Instagram for the alg algorithm, but if you can get a, a well-known person to favorite a comment of yours, that goes boosts you way up in the algorithm, at least for Twitter. Yep. There you go. Does it do the same for Instagram? Do you know? I'm actually not sure. Sort of. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Anyway. But anyways, if you, if you can get Trevor Stranad to comment on your thing like Matt does, <laughs> Yeah, Trevor. Trevor likes all my things. Likes a lot of my things. Like you know, he's coming back from tour. We're gonna we're gonna go out to lunch, discuss, discuss, engage, discuss disgusting stuff. I mean, I I will not vouch for the uh, maturity of many of our lunchtime conversations. I'm sure they're pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, this has been dumb and dumbest. Uh, Oh, uh, wait, okay, right, no, before you finish yeah. off, Curtis, yeah. You, yeah. you had a special offer going, did you not? I do, but I don't want to cover it on the podcast for one reason, because it's going to be over by the time this is posted. Okay, all good. Well, I just want to, be a, I just want to make a quick reminder that um, not only did Epstein not kill himself, but also <laughs> Curtis and I offer a, um, a package where you can get both of us for $300. What you get from me is one of my in-depth analysis papers where we it's thousands of words and we talk about touring branding um marketing yada 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 uh strategies record labels all that good stuff and curtis mm -hmm. does oh i what i do you're asking me what i do is i do three press releases as well uh if you buy the one-year package you're thinking about the wrong thing, Curtis. Oh, sorry. I, then I think I, I must I must have zoned out for a second there, Matt. I'm really sorry. My cat jumped in my lap. We, are we talking about the? Uh, no, we're talking our, about. We're talking about. 
the PR tune-up. Oh, the PR tune-up. Okay, never mind me, people. I'm being uh, dumb. My cat jumped on my lap just as soon as Matt started talking. Um, so basically what I do, now that we've totally fucked that one up, basically what I do is I set up a contest uh, giveaway at a site. Um, I also do an audit of your socials. Um, you get a bio written by Rocket Right, and you get uh, three interviews, sorry, form interviews set up with a site um, that does form interviews. You do not get three press releases for the year. There you go. That, that's the live version of fucking up on the air. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?